When it comes to self-development, no matter the method you use, the vital point is to practice. If you're ready to learn methods to transform your life and actively grow into the potential you know is inside of you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to The Vital Point. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. I'm a psychedelic integration and transformation coach, breathwork facilitator, and an enthusiast of personal growth. You have the capacity to evolve and bring your intentions and dreams into the world, and there's never been more access to so many incredible modalities that can help you on your journey. This podcast will help you learn about new methods to bring into your life, give you practices to follow, and share stories from practitioners who are doing the work so that you can feel inspired to go and practice, because that's the vital point. My guest today, I'm so honored to welcome Tristan Victor back to the podcast. Tristan is a first-generation Mexican entrepreneur, artist, and ICF-certified life coach focused on integration and men's alchemy. He's the founder of Stay Risin, a psychedelic integration-focused community offering a network of education, resources, and guides exploring the intersection between psychedelics and personal development. And this is the second time that uh, he's been on the podcast, which is awesome. It's nice to continue the conversation, get a chance to drop a little bit deeper and catch up with uh, him, see what he's been up to over the, I think it's been about almost a year since we uh, did our first episode. So Tristan, welcome. Yeah, man. Thank you, brother. It's uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> uh, and it's always nice to kind of come back into a space and do some like reflection about where, what our conversation was last year to what's most alive now, what's been happening. So uh, it's really an honor, man, and happy to be here. You know, one of the things that sort of kicked off my desire to have another episode was we were both uh, chatting over IG about our microdosing practices. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I've been going through a few different cycles, and I know that microdosing is a big part of your coaching program as well, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, yeah, microdosing has been kind of like a pillar for my own like personal transformation and like a catalyst to help me have something that's consistent and that I can build like a deeper relationship with, right? Like um, in opposing to like macrodosing, which for me personally is like nowadays, like more rare. Um, I haven't macrodosed in the last year. Uh, it's been something where I've been, it's like a, it's a different type of relationship. Uh, where microdosing, I've been more on like a, a protocol and it's been something more consistent and like there's so many different layers to it. You know, I microdosing and go to the gym and like, I have these like quantum workouts where I'm just like, oh my God, like they feel like these different activations happening, you know, presence, uh, microdosing and nature, you know, deepening my relationship to nature, microdosing with my partner, you know, and like noticing the engagement and presence shift and our conversation and dialogue and emotional intelligence and clarity and communication. And so it's like, it's, I'm noticing it influence and impact all these different areas of my life. And um, with that medicine, it's been something that I've also been encouraging and sharing um, within my coaching programs and within the teachings and then how others can uh, hopefully build their own relationship in their own way, uh, but have the similar impact in their life. So it's been, it's been great, man. And I, I have noticed some 
a lot more people interested in microdosing and like curious and wanting to get started and how do I approach it with more intention? Um, so it's definitely, I feel it's been part of the collective energy in searching for these different tools for healing and structure and, and self-development and whatnot. So, Yeah, you mentioned intention. I think maybe that's a good thing to like dive a little bit more into because I think that's what, what we actually started talking about on IG was like the intentional microdosing. Mm -hmm. And I know um, before we start recording, you know, you mentioned intentional, you know, working with psychedelics intentionally is like a big part of what you're uh, about and kind of your focus, your vital point. So mm -hmm. like for somebody that is interested in microdosing, but maybe has never done it before, um, can you like explain a little bit more about what you mean about intentional microdosing and what that's meant for your practice? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the first thing that comes up for me is I, I was just uh, in the microdosing training session with a client and I'll use this kind of within proper share um, for the sake of answering this question. But um, so this client basically like started a microdosing practice, but didn't really know anything about microdosing, but just received some medicine and was like, oh, I heard a couple things about this and this sounds cool. Um, and then microdose like every day for about five days straight. Um, and then was like, oh my gosh, I'm noticing all these feelings in my body. I almost like feel like I want to throw up, but I don't throw up and I feel kind of like lifted, but like present. Um, and so she was just kind of intuitively just trying to figure it out. And then so when she kind of came to me, she was calling in more intention. And what that looked like was going into a series of questions of like, okay, what is what is it that you're looking for? What What is it that you want to work on, work with? What's most present for you? What what are the areas in your life that you're experiencing the most challenge or, or struggle, right? And then so we started to go down more of like a, a series of questions to bring in more clarity of how can we use this medicine to help support us in integrating different aspects of our life, right? And so for the specific um, training, it was kind of getting deeper into kind of like money paradigms, you know, and like wealth and like limitations within those areas and how can we use microdosing to change that relationship, right? Um, and then so with microdosing, right, microdosing is great because it gives us more opportunity to be receptive to new information, right? It works within the BDNF um, and serotonin two ways. So it gives us the opportunity to not only feel better and feel good, um, like similar to SSRIs with the serotonin two way, but also the BDNF gives us the opportunity to kind of rewrite new behavior patterns and rewrite new ways of thinking, um, new allows different memory and different um, engagement with how we approach things in our life. So when we take that receptivity and we also start to add in and incorporate intentional practices for what you're specifically working on, for example, like uh, if we're working on money or wealth uh, practices that we can start engaging in as we microdose is stepping into how we can explore how our relationship to money impacts our relationship to how we navigate you know our our, our self-worth and incorporating practices like writing a love letter to money you know pers personifying money and seeing what the language is that we use it sitting with nature and seeing connecting with the abundance around us right how we can have these systems of um, 
especially within um, a capitalistic system and starting to see where the lineage goes in. Um, one good example as well within this conversation is like I was sharing for me personally within the realms of microdosing and, and money and wealth, um, like getting really clear of like what story that I've been holding on to when it comes to money with what was reflected to me, like the dichotomy of my parents offered like a polar experience of what money and what wealth means. Like my dad works two jobs. He's a very hard worker. He, um, he came from Mexico and became an entrepreneur and also works at another job and became really good at saving, really good at saving. I'm not spending a lot. And so his reflection to me was like, Oh, money, money is something that I need to work really hard for. And money is something that I need to, it's either I make a lot of money or I spend time with family, right? Because my mom was the opposite end where she would spend a lot of money, but it was like experience oriented and like just spending a lot of time with us. But then she got into her own money situation. So had these polar figures representing different things for money, which created a story that it was either I have family and connections or I have money and savings. And so seeing how that played out in me and then microdosing to help bring in more of how that felt in my body and how the story impacted my nervous system and impacting my behaviors around spending and saving started to create more intention of what I was working with and how I could work with this medicine to create a different relationship with it and then vice versa into what this client was also experiencing what I was able to kind of share in my experience. And so all that to say, basically, like, it could change dramatically how you approach microdosing when you bring in more intention into asking yourself these questions and getting more clear on why it is you're wanting to microdose on how it could support you in certain areas in your life, what areas are you most struggling in, and also getting more aware of how it's working within your brain, how it's working within your system, the spirituality behind it, where this medicine comes from, how it could connect you more to your own lineage and your own ancestors, bringing a lot of reverence, bringing a lot of uh, respect um, as we work with this medicine and engage with it. So opposed to if someone's just taking a bunch of mushrooms or my, just microdosing just because, and um, not that that's bad, but it could change your experience, so to say the least. Yeah, it almost seems like you're able to take a few steps back or pull the lens out a little bit more and see a bigger perspective rather than being so involved in the stories and the mm -hmm. sort of patterns or habits that you've had. It just gives you a wider view to start right. um, to see which direction you want to look a little bit deeper in, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm noticing that. Now let me explore that mm -hmm. a little bit more or this feels alive. So I'm going to kind of jump into this and, and really explore this in a deeper level. Whereas right. when you're so close to everything, it's hard to, it's hard to see that perspective. You know, you're so involved in, in the story right. rather than like being able to yeah. observe it. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's something that's felt alive to me during, you know, my recent microdosing process as well as like this idea that microdosing as opposed to like a macro dose it's mm -hmm. almost like you're integrating in real time as opposed mm -hmm. to like having this ceremonial container and then having this really big experience and then having to go and unpack it and continue to like try to figure out well what am i going to do with this experience you know because sometimes mm -hmm. we both know right like during the macro dose experience like <laughs> a lot can happen a lot can shift and then you've got mm -hmm. this big sort of thing that you've got to like work on and unpack and 
figure out how to integrate as yeah. opposed to like everything with microdosing is kind of happening in real time. It's sort of like a mm-hmm. more of a flow. Yeah, exactly. I like that you bring that up because oftentimes for me in my microdosing experiences, it's like, you know, they say it's like years of therapy in one session. And at the same time, it's like, oh my gosh, there's all this awareness. What do I do with all of this? You know, and it's like coming back into your daily life. It can feel almost overwhelming or for me, it's like, where do I even start? You know, that's kind of what led me into integration where it started becoming more about less storytelling and more of deepening my practice. So instead of like getting more to like my storytelling, oh my God, it was this and I learned this and oh my gosh, you could probably learn this as much. And it became more of like just deepening my practice and deepening my discipline, deepening my structure and um, deepening kind of my everyday life and my integrity to myself, my values. And that overall, you know, for me has has taken more time and more consistency, right? Sometimes uh, I like the quote that sometimes integration is just chop wood, carry water. And with microdosing, I feel like it supports that. Uh, it supports more of like the remembrance of like, oh yeah, don't like, don't forget what I learned in that, in that ceremony, you know, like I don't have to engage in this toxic behavior or I don't have to, you know, be okay with this type of self-talk. And like when I start, have started to notice me kind of almost wanting to self-sabotage or wanting to go back to previous feelings or behaviors that I'm trying to get away from or evolve from, I feel microdosing kind of gives kind of that remembrance aspect of coming back into frame, coming back into my my intention, coming back into who I'm choosing to become and, and embody. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. That's 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 a good way to of putting it, you know, because like the setting up those foundations and like really uh asking yourself like who who do I want to be? You know, and mm-hmm. like what what are the things that I want to embody? What are the things that um that feel alive to me as opposed to what are the habits or maybe the patterns that I'm ready to let go of. Um, mm. So that if you do end up going to that macro experience, you're like almost more open and receptive to mm-hmm. allowing the next level of changes to, to come in. You know, we, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to like do these huge quantum leaps mm-hmm. and level ups yeah. But like, we can't always be doing that, right? Because we have to have some sort of a home, some sort of a base to operate from and still live in the world, right? You know, most of us have jobs that we're going to, things that we have to integrate into. And like you're saying, like sometimes after that, that macro experience, you're kind of like, well, what am I doing? Um, And it's a little bit more (laughs) challenging as opposed to like, oh, the microdosing is helping to support this overall, um, you know, sort of holistic kind of experience where, where it really mm. is integrated as opposed to being so, uh, like mm. juxtaposed to like the mystical ceremony mm-hmm. space. hundred percent. And you just, yeah. uh, you just finished like, a you just finished, uh, uh, microdosing hike, right. With, uh, mm-hmm. with a group of men. That's is right. that something that you've been doing regularly? Yes. So we started hiking with more intention and bringing in brotherhood about a couple, a few years ago, um, after I started working with more uh, brotherhood, men's alchemy work. 
Um, we had an LA group that we were a part of and we we're just kind of keeping the hikes consistent. Uh, we started incorporating microdosing to the hikes um, a few months ago to create a safe space for masculine identified relatives to be able to not only reconnect with ancestral medicine, for example, just reconnect with nature, the land, earthing, the elements, fire, wind, water, um, earth, um, and come back into learning about the plants and our allies with the nature, sunlight, uh, but also work intentionally with some medicine and have a safe space to do that. So we started bringing in um, the essence, like a big part of my journey um, has been like men's work and men's alchemy work. Um, and it's been so important like to see in my life how much I definitely need support and accountability, how much I value just having like brotherhood and uh, especially being in like uh, I'm in a committed partnership and we've been together for almost two years, um, like having all that reflection and having all that feedback and the medicine of like when my partner reflects to me, uh, being able to kind of like have a support system of brotherhood to be able to just talk about it, you know, and be like, bro, like this is, I don't know what to do right now, you know, I don't know what, how to move through this. Um, being able to create a brotherhood within also a medicine space where we're also all microdosing, we're all in nature, we're all kind of connecting to that space. Um, and so we have a structure laid out where we do prayer, intention. Uh, we just did a collaboration with a nonprofit, Black People Need Psychedelics. Um, and that brought in more of like um, Tai Chi and, and more um, integration circle. And so we had more fundamentals uh, added to it. And it was just really beautiful, man, like seeing all the brothers come through. Um, and most brothers have experience already with like with the medicine. So uh, opposed to some previous hikes where some brothers were brand new to microdosing. So there's more time to kind of explain how this works and like what can come up and have more of those types of conversations. But this last hike uh, was so cool because it's like everyone kind of like knew what's up. Everyone kind of knew the vibe. Like, hey, we, we've worked with the medicine before. Um, so it was more of kind of like this, this brotherhood, man, you know, like coming into nature and like laughing and talking, but also being in our own like our own space of what we were bringing into the into the circle and then we had check-ins and then we had the tai chi flow and then we had an integration circle and um just being able to see brothers kind of like open up and share about what's most alive in them and like know it's okay to ask for support and ask for help and also at the same time like be with the medicine and like have that kind of clarity come through um and just like a almost four mile hike you know like how we can step into a space with certain things we're carrying um, and then by the end of it feel a lot lighter and feel a lot more clear so we can take that into our everyday life back to our partners back to our friends back into our workspace back into our association um, and so that's been super game changer for me to have kind of a space like that to um, experience with with brotherhood um and yeah man i mean we're we're keeping it going we're hosting them once a month and hoping to keep growing the brotherhood with some other things we got going on too but yeah man yeah that's great i've been watching you know some of the things that you've been doing over this year i know you like did a sacred sons retreat right and just i really appreciate that about you know about that that about you in terms of you sharing that in terms of you um, supporting men's work because it's such an important thing. You know, when I hear you talk about your, your hike and like the environment that you're creating, 
um, the container that you're building, you know, it's like, um, it made me think of sort of the opposite of like the way that when I was growing up, sort of like the, the opposite container, you know, a bunch of young men, like basically getting together and sort of engaging in toxic, you know, masculinity, like not really doing anything to, to grow and to connect and, um, just sort of trying to be what we thought men were, you know, and taking the, the example that was around us that really wasn't very positive and really wasn't like that embodied, um, you know, divine masculine energy. And then, so, you know, to be able to transform that, to be able to create a, a better, you know, positive example is, is so important. And it's such mm -hmm. a wonderful thing to see that movement continuing to, mm -hmm. to grow and, you know, be using, you know, the, what chemicals are you being exposed to on a daily basis? Um, make how clean is your environment? You know, looking at times, you know, mold exposure has been something that's been put in my awareness, um, especially, you know, growing up in, in, in an environment that wasn't necessarily so consistently disciplined in cleaning, um, not knowing, oh, shit, mold is a, is, is a thing that can actually affect me on a daily basis. Um, looking at kind of different uh, areas um, that can support us in being in our bodies, movement practices, yoga, saunas, um, squawking, you know, connecting with people, relationship building, community building. Um, and so we definitely look at like a holistic approach of the vibrational wellness techniques that are going to support you in your overall holistic uh, wellness and healing uh, as you microdose. And that also comes into like more of the intention driven practice um, rather than just like seeing how it goes, um, but bringing in more intention of like, hey, well, you can see how it goes and you could also set yourself up for success. Yeah, like I, I, I love that you mentioned the word protocol, you know, because like uh, to me that the protocol and the intention go hand in hand, right? Like you're being more intentional, you're creating a structure so that you're not just, like you said, like, let's just, let's just see how it goes, you know? <laughs> and, and there, I think, I think there's so, like, we're, we're entering into this new age right now, right? Where like these medicines are more available, these energies are more available. And so I think that that's a really important thing to remember um, that it's okay to have structure. It's okay to have a protocol, uh, especially if you're like looking to get a specific result out of, mm -hmm. you know, out of your work. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously for clients that you're working with or that I'm working with, like, that's why they're coming to us, right? Like, it's not like, mm -hmm. well, I'm just going to work with you and see what happens. Like, they're coming to <laughs> us with a specific thing. Like, I want to work on this. I, you know, mm -hmm. this is something I, I want to change. Uh, so to, to have a system, to have a protocol um, is definitely like something that I, I believe in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely wanted to touch on, you know, the, the stay rising protocol that, that you have developed and like learn a little bit yeah. more about that. If you're willing to share yeah. that. Most definitely, man. I get really, uh, I get excited because like, it's been such a big part of my life, man. It's been like five, six years since I started stay risen. And, um, at first that it wasn't a protocol at first, it was a mantra after my bit, you know, my first macro dose of 
of, of medicine and it was like i had this huge awakening and i was like crying and i was like sobbing and i was laughing and it was like a whole cluster of emotions and i was i was younger at the time and i was like oh my gosh i, I feel so much i was like i feel so connected and coming back from that experience all i remember was like i just have to remember like don't i was like i was telling myself don't forget that i I access those feelings of joy and I ha have access to those emotions. So my number one thing coming out of it was like, I just got to like, remember, you know, um, and that's where I, you know, was holding the mantra to stay risen. Uh, I, was like, I just have to stay risen, man. Like, I just got to hold this remembrance. And then throughout the time of growing in, building the community, um, it eventually I had another, you know, insight and upload of like, oh, this is a, this is a protocol. And I laid, laid out five different stages of it. And then, it became like this whole practice that I started doing on myself and, and started going through. And I was like, this is so good, man. Um, and then I started sharing your community. And so the protocol is the Risen Protocol, R-I-Z-E-N. Um, and to go through it really quickly, the R is for remembrance, the I is for integration, the Z is for Zen, the E is for embodiment, and the N is for normalization. And so it always begins with remembrance, is remembering, right? We've been talking about it through our conversation, right? It's the, the, the value of remembering and coming into remembrance, you know, in, in, in such a quantum and multidimensional way of remembering who we are, remembering that we don't have to fall back into old stories, remembering uh, that we have access to healing, remembering, you know, who we are in this reality, in this universe. It could, you know, get very esoteric as well, you know, remembering our connection to the all, to universe, spirit, God, source, energy. Um, and then taking it down the, the process, right? So, okay, once you remember, uh, you integrate that. And then once you integrate that, you bring it into Zen and you're with the presence of it. And then you go into the embodiment, the, the daily practice. And then through that consistency of embodiment, then you normalize a new baseline of consciousness. You normalize a new way of being. You normalize, wow, who I was 90 days ago is a completely different person than who I am now, who I was, you know, a year ago, who I was yesterday, you know, it's through this practice. Um, what I really appreciate about this protocol is that kind of, it just points towards um, action and embodiment uh, rather than just being in the awareness of things, right? Because awareness is, is half of the work, right? Awareness of our behaviors, awareness of our actions, awareness of what we're, who we are, why we're doing what we're doing. But then the actual putting into practice and deepening and shifting your habits and understanding your day to day and your routine and how you show up, that I feel is really the the juice to transformation. Um, and then each kind of like um, pillar has its own kind of like little um, practice and protocol. We could go a little deeper if you'd like, but um, that's kind of like the the overview of, of the reason yeah. protocol. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love it, whatever you want to share, brother. I'm open for that. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's just really to give so, the the audience, you know, that yeah. that value as well. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. This is something that when I just go on my own personal like macrodoses or even just in microdosing, it's not even just working with plant medicine or, or any type of medicine. It's you know, after coming back from uh, Burning Man, I went to this protocol. Um, because Burning Man was like such a profound experience you know um it's so much more than a festival you know it was like a whole life journey uh within that week being there um but this protocol can be used for any type of transpersonal spiritual religious uh, psychedelic experience anything that kind of shifts our state of consciousness it could be after a vipassana retreat it could be after you know deep meditation um, but essentially it starts with the R, which is remembrance and remembrance, it falls under awareness. And so it's about deepening our awareness and going to self-realization. 
And so self-realization, it's like realizing ourselves um, similar to kind of like Yogananda uh, and his teachings of the self-realization fellowship of just like realizing the self, becoming very aware of who we are as a being, right? Um, what's so cool about remembrance, I feel is like in all traditions I've kind of been engaging in, there's always this kind of like pointing towards remembering, uh, for example, like in Hindu- Hinduism, there's like um, remembering that you're you're connected, right? Um, there's Brahman and Atman, you know? And so it's like remembering that you're, you're connected to something bigger than you, like the self, you know, essentially like you're connected to all that's around you. You know, it's like, um, it kind of almost points to like, you don't even exist. You know, you're just a concept, um, uh, in the whole, um, by the same time, even in Mashika, uh, traditions, there's a, a word, Omateo, which is a duality of life that you are, that you're, you're all of duality, you're all, you're all of reality. Um, and so in a, in like a bigger level, it's like this remembrance of our interconnected nature of all of reality. Then on like a individual level and a practical level, it's a remembrance of these insights that we get from these experiences, from a festival, from a med- from medicine, from, um, from whatever brings you to that space of like, oh, why? I don't have to be that version of me anymore. I don't have to fall into that narrative, that script. Like there's this power and awareness of, Wow, I'm I'm the one writing my story in in this in this consciousness in this experience of consciousness and reality. So taking that remembrance, uh, which I feel is happening all the time, and going into integration, which integration, you know, it's like coming back into wholeness. For me personally, like integration for me is like more of like direction. It, it points to like, oh, okay, what do I do with this awareness? It points into like, what's next? What now? And that's kind of like the self inquiry. And so from awareness, it kind of leads into integration, which is like the self-inquiry. You're asking yourself these questions of what do I do now? What changes can I make in my life from this experience? What habits can I incorporate? How can I show up differently in my relationships, in my health, in my spirituality, in my connection to money? With that being said, going into integration, remembrance, integration part, integration for me is is more about like direction and self-inquiry. So traditionally like integration is looked at as like piecing back in yourself into wholeness, which in its opposing viewpoint talks about fragmentation. Like where in our life are we fragmented? Where in our life are we kind of not fully allowing all of ourselves to be to be online? And um, in the Mexican tradition, there's a word, a Spanish word called susto. And it's like, uh, translates to like fear or being scared and it talks about how in certain points in our life things are very traumatic or overwhelming um our body our nervous system our spirit can get susto can get fright and can get scared and that then creates a fragmentation of that part of ourselves stuck in that moment in the past um and so when it comes to integration for me it's like looking and sitting with what parts of ourselves are fragmented what parts of ourselves are so stuck in a trauma loop back from years ago from when you were a child um, and it could be very heavy things to just things that you know public speaking at school and you know being forgetting there's actually a real thing for me of like forgetting my kind of speech at school and then feeling ridiculed and that holding a trauma on my body and then noticing that come up when I was public speaking moving forward when I was a grown-up um, and being afraid of the ridicule so Integration for me is like a direction of self-awareness, going to self-inquiry of like, man, asking these questions. So the similar path can go to you of like, what are you going to do from this point on? 
what practices are you going to incorporate? What practices and habits are you is going to support you? It gives more direction into what I'm working with and what I can do about it, right? And so, for example, with the stage fright one, um, it gave me direction of like, okay, I just got to put myself more in public speaking situations in real time, work with that. And so setting up a game plan for that. Um, I joined Toastmasters and uh, started doing more public speaking and workshops and it really healed a lot of those wounds from when I was a kid. So for me, integration can can also be really heady because it's a lot of just like writing down your game plan. It's like a lot of, it could be a lot of journaling. It could be a lot of asking yourself these questions. It could be a lot of, what am I going to do from this moment on that I, now that I have this awareness of this fragmentation or now that I have this awareness of this this part of me that I want to heal, bring forward. Um, and so integration is kind of that modality that gives us the direction as we are doing the self-inquiry. So with that being said, because it could get kind of heady and could get very kind of like strategy oriented, um, the next stage naturally leads us into Zen. Uh, Zen is all about presence. It's all about kind of this being in the self-awareness of, of the here and now, right? Like Alan Watts, one of my favorite philosophers, he does such a great way of like explaining Zen uh, to a Western audience. And it's just like the snap of a finger. It's just here and now. It's just being in the state of, of presence of, of all that is and in, in, in what what's most alive in you. And so because, you know, you've been doing all this integration work, because you've been doing all this strategy work, because you went to the remembrance, it's giving yourself the kind of the spaciousness to just, breathe to just be with it to be with wow where you're at now in this point in your life because what you're about to get into is the embodiment is the actual action-based change that's going to make the difference right you're going to do the things that you set yourself up to do right you're going to start to wake up earlier maybe get your circadian rhythms back into balance as you're going to get into kind of like shifting you know your diet with more ayurvedic oriented practices you're going to shift the communication within your partnership you're going you're to actually do it and, and and be consistent and hold a structure and, and you might you know they say transformation is two steps forward one step back but the fact of the matter is that like it leads you into the embodiment because you're now you're actually doing the thing right for me it was like actually going and doing the workshop and like doing things more like in in front of communities so that i could actually feel the healing and be in the in the practice of it um and doing that for a consistent amount of time, you start doing it, you know, you start being it, you start creating it, you start feeling it, it leads into the fifth stage, which is normalization, which is all about your impact. Because now your impact is different. Now who you're choosing to show up is different. Now how people perceive you is different because now you're doing your own work, you're doing your own healing work. Impact is how you're impacting your family, your friends, your kids, your partners, your community because you're going through this process of remembering and going to the self-awareness and developing integration strategies and then being with yourself and then doing the actions, it normalizes a new state of consciousness for you. It normalizes a new way of being, a new way of how people can perceive you and receive you. Um, and that, for me, is the self-actualization that Abraham Maslow talks about um, in his hierarchy of needs. It's like you go down, you go through the ladder uh, the triangle, the pyramid, and, and you've reached the space of just actualizing all of yourself because you're going through the integration. You're, you're seeing where and what parts of you need that attention, that healing. Um, and this is a continual cycle, which is why it's like stay risen. It's like that's not just a, a one-time thing, right? Like I, I sat with that one trip. It's like it's it's a continuous cycle, man. We're always evolving and transforming. So the staying risen, you know, mindset and mantra and practice and protocol is like, meeting yourself where you are now in your life and then keeping this kind of like per perpetuated cycle of, of growth and transformation. So 
that's kind of in a nutshell what it is. That's kind of what I guide people through is each stage of each process. Um, and that's kind of what's helped me so much have at least some type of framework and some type of structure to approaching integration and approaching like the, the work of transformation post medicine, post ceremony, post festival, whatever it is, post breakup, breakthrough. Um, it's given me that kind of like, Oh, okay. Let's, let's start back with the first stage. Like what, what is this teaching me? What am I remembering about myself and what does that lead me to do? So hopefully, you know, for all of you listening, you know, you could guide yourself through the similar process. Um, you could ask yourself some of those questions and go through each stage and um, notice how that can shift the way you work and approach integration. And hopefully it's a protocol that can be very impactful for your life. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Tristan. It, it, it is very powerful. And just like hearing you explain it, it, it makes a lot of sense um, in terms of, you know, starting with the awareness, the remembering, and, you know, that what, what do I want to uh, to bring in what what's my intention for for integration, and then actually bringing that into presence and being able to take action on it. And I love that you mentioned mm-hmm. that you know the, that it's a uh, you know it's a continuous process uh, like a cycle mm-hmm. that you know normalization leads right. you back into that remembrance, leads you back into checking in. Okay, mm-hmm. like. you know, two steps forward, one step back, right? Like, okay, what did, what did I, what did I normalize? What am I still working on? What's alive to me now? Because I have taken those two steps forward. Um, you know, what am I resource now to, to bring in or what's coming up as a result of the work that I've done. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful protocol. Appreciate you sharing it. Yeah. Thank you, man. So if people want to uh, get a hold of you to work with you more or learn more about this protocol, you know, participate in the mushroom microdosing hikes or anything else that you're doing, uh, where, where should they go? Uh, great question. Um, you can check out the Stay Risen community, uh, Stay R-I-Z-E-N. We're on Instagram. Uh, you can follow my personal account as well, which is I am Tristan Victor, I A M. Tristan Victor um, on Instagram is going to be the best way to kind of send me a message or find me on Telegram, which would be an even better way to get in contact with me. Um, but those are going to be the main ways. And uh, I'm sure there'll also be a link that people can click and just get more connected with what's going on. Awesome. Well, this has been a, a great conversation. Really appreciate the opportunity to dive in a little bit deeper and find out what you've been up to. You know, it's, it's, it's so nice to like, to, for me, you know, like to kind of compare our conversation that we had, you know, almost a year ago and some of the things that were alive for you, some of the things you were talking about to the things that you, you've been obviously, you know, uh, working on through your own protocol and normalizing and uh, exploring Mm -hmm. deeper. And it's just Mm -hmm. a a beautiful thing to be able to um, Mm -hmm. hear you and, ask questions, learn more about you. Cause I mm. definitely feel a lot of, um, camaraderie and like, uh, you know, resonance with mm. the work that you're doing and some of your story, like your experiences and really mm. appreciate you just coming on and, and being so open and vulnerable. 
Yeah, thank you for the opportunity, man. And I appreciate the space to share. Um, and yeah, man, thank you for the work that you're doing, the spaces that you're holding and the people that you're supporting through your work and through your story. Um, much respect and deep reverence. And uh, yeah, man, I hope to continue to build our, our friendship and our brotherhood and continue to support as many people as we can and um, keep this movement going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would definitely love if I'm out in L.A., uh, Next time I'm out in LA, I'll, I'll <laughs> make sure to check in and see if there's a hike coming up because that's, that's something I would definitely be into. Yeah, man, please do. <laughs> Very cool. Well, hope you in the audience um, got something from this conversation. I think there's a lot to take away, a lot to uh, you know chew on and and think about and remember, so that you can start <laughs> to uh, integrate it into your own practice. And you know, just like like Tristan said, um, you know, there's, it's, it's wonderful to have the awareness and the, um, you know, intention, but you also have to couple that with, with actually working, actually taking action and, you know, making that into the embodiment and the, the normalization. So, you know, that really fits into the, the theme of the podcast that the, the vital point is to, mm. to practice, to take action. We can't just, mm listen to a podcast and expect our life to change or read a book and expect our life to change. It's also about taking those action steps. So I hope mm. that this conversation inspired you to, to take that next step, whatever it is, you know, that breathing into it, seeing uh, like, ah, oh, there's, I think we all have that thing that if we get still, we breathe into it, we know that's the next step. And maybe it's a little bit scary. Maybe we've been putting it mm. off, but when we get still, we can, really uh, be honest about what it is. And I hope that this conversation inspires you to um, take that action, take that next step. Mm. And um, so until next time, my friends, uh, keep practicing because that's the vital point. Thank you. Mm. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I'd love it if you leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at Blue Magic Alchemy if you'd like to learn more about transformation, integration, and how to connect through coaching, breathwork, and meditation. Remember that regardless of the methods you're practicing, the vital point is to practice. 